to liminal light, a show that explores earth and sky and the spirits that reside there through art, literature, magic, culture, and creative action. I'm your host, Chris. Enjoy. I am Chris Rapucci. And I'm Elodie Saint-Ange-Aubu. And we are here to talk about a pair of lunations um, in the mode of the lunar zodiac, which we do every month. Um, every 28 days, the moon goes through um, what is commonly referred to as the 28 mansions. Uh, we've expanded our view on that, and we refer to them as the 28 shapes in reference to our work uh, that roots um, this observance into the list of 28 shapes of animal forms and cult objects of Hecate from the prayer to Mene in the Greek magical papyri. And we kind of use that as a matrix to kind of stand there in the um, syncretic period and reach out to various traditions of lunar zodiacs, um, the, the Picatrix and the Arabic Arabic lunar mansions, the um, the 28 shoe of Chinese um, lunar mansions, the uh, nakshatras, and then all of the mythos related to the list um, from the Greco-Roman Egyptian period and um, our personal work um, in, in observation and research with, um, with uh, automatic writing and automatic drawing. And we also reached into the grimoire traditions with the grimorium verum and how that syncretizes into kimbanda and yada 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 and so i give this spiel every time to kind of catch people up to what exactly we're doing um, because it gets wild pretty quickly um, and so we look at the lunar layer which uh, we find to be more rather than the solar layer of the normal 12 signs of the tropical zodiac. Um, we look at the lunar layer, which we find to be more subjective, more um, resonating on the embodied, creative, um, you know, in dreams, in, um, in kind of the, uh, the more uh, primal yearnings and urges of the body and how the body feeds back through the organ systems and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so what also comes out in, in art and um, creative impulses and imagination and so on. <clears throat> um, and so with that in mind, we can look at these lunations and kind of see what kind of subconscious and um, subtle uh, impressions will be transpiring through this time period. Bravo. Bravo, bravo. Okay. So we're gonna talk about the new moon in Libra and the full moon in Aries coming up, but from a lunar zodiac perspective, um, the new moon this month happens on uh, October six. Uh, depending on where you are, it's gonna be in the early morning, and it falls in the mansion that we associate with cat. So cat mansion, which is lunar mansion number 16 and traditional lunar mansion. Um, so yeah, the new moon coming up happens in cat, which is 1325 Libra. Uh, cat mansion falls between 12 and 25 degrees of Libra. And yeah. yeah, and the Picatrix calls that um, al-Zubana, uh, which means the claws. Um, and the, but the image they have that appears there is a man on a throne holding scales. So you kind of see this uh, split thing um, with the observations of the Arabic constellations and then um, what becomes the 12 uh, tropical constellations uh, with Libra being the scales, but it used to be at some point the claws of the scorpion, the claws of Scorpio. And you kind of see them looking at, at both things at once, but um, it makes you kind of wonder as also uh, cats have claws, you know? 
yeah what really like the first thing when I started sort of thinking about this place in terms of like the cat mansion and what was coming through for us um there was a lot of doorways and kind of crossing uh there's there had like seemed to be a lot of um moving in between which really fits with Libra and liminality and that's time of the season but even more so in this specific mansion so the, I think that's a important component of this new moon there's some some kind of like in between although like new moon are like sort of the beginning of a cycle we're looking at something really liminal here moving in between light and darkness and some kind of change um cats are really agile and they sort of slip between you know they when the door is closed they want it open when the door is open they want it closed which is <laughs> definitely which is again kind of like a parallel with Libra where, you know, looking at both sides of a, uh, an option or something like that. So there's really this liminal quality here. We can't just arrest ourselves on something. There's this like, I have one foot here and I have one foot there. And there's kind of like the beginning of a cycle with that. Yeah, it's because we're passing, uh, just past the equinox here. So it's a, it's one of the four big transition points of of the year you know and the sun also just um you know it, it being a new moon is you know relies on the degrees the sun is out when the moon catches up with it so we know just by the sun being here the time of year is is just past autumnal equinox and um yeah that that kind of threshold pass and then and then libra kind of you know balance the scales and balance and the balance of light and darkness and then passing that um i forget <laughs> it doesn't matter it's not like i'm quoting uh, a historical figure but i remember someone in my life was like uh they were like oh yeah like you're saying you know they were like cats you know they like the door to be a door and they'll forever tarry at the threshold <laughs> you know yeah and you know yes it's like the time of the year it's a liminal time we could just like splatter that across like all the mention that falls in Libra but if we look at what like zero to 12 Libra's baboon and it's not so liminal as this place like it is but in other sort of aspects but what comes through with cat there's really this threshold crossing here um and I was thinking about cats being like so independent and dependent simultaneously they can't really exist without humans around but they're totally kind of you know all the caricature of cat like ruling their owners so there's something really you know they they do not want to be owned but they're still a dependency there's something like feral versus domesticated um yeah totally and i mean i think cats are we've talked about this before in the show but i think you know when, when you give the attributions to the like animals to planets i think cats are considered saturnian and even the like renaissance and medieval literature um, maybe going back further than that. And if you look at the um, the axis that this is on, you know, the opposite shape to this in the 28 uh, shapes is vulture. And um, and that would be the second, you know, in the, the way the prayer to many goes, it starts with silence and there's baboon and ox. And silence makes sense for that axis as a sound, um, as that's... Um, equinox it's like perfectly balanced so it's like there's just like silence itself there's not that narrative tension um and then like you're saying it's like like that's the liminality but then this is liminality with like a bit of action or something and then this is the second axis which uh it refers to as a popping sound and it would be vulture and cat both animals end up being saturnian which is interesting and both are sort of um are carnivorous, but both tend to scavenge also, especially vultures we think of as just coming and scavenging whatever's left dead. But we also uh, know that vultures will come and eat like you if you die, uh, but so will cats. That's like this thing they always say that like, um, you know, if you die in your house, like your dog will wait till it's starving, but your cat will just start eating you as soon as you're deceased, you know? Yeah, there's, um, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of <laughs> images there. Um, yeah, there's like, it's interesting because of all the liminal sort of symbolic coming through, but also the sort of ferality of this place. It's like, 
it's darkness taking over it's a saturnian you know uh like animal so i think a lot of people find themselves um, crossing a threshold but not really knowing where it's leading uh, there's like some kind of aspect of jailbreaking whether like it's because you're vaccinated and you can go to a concert or whatever else like i'm just <laughs> using this but like there's this kind of thing like, okay, there's like a crack in the door. Am I making a go for it? But it's also a new moon. So it's still very dark. We still don't know what the shape to comes will be in, in a sense with this cycle. But um, there's, I, I feel like there's something about selfish motivation here. Um, and I'm just extending. Yeah, sure. Like thinking of the character of the cat, but more extensively thinking about Venus ruling this lunation from Scorpio. Um, and then like this whole aspect of what is fair, you know, is it fair? Um, and a lot of the dialogue right now is like, is this, am I doing this so like, am I doing this for the people, for society? Am I doing this for myself? What is fair? And it's just not uh, for everyone. Like, there's like all these kind of preoccupation with like, I have to be fair for myself, but I have to consider like other people in my life, you know, that's very much like Libra placement, but I feel like cats are like the cat mansion. It's about moving unseen. It's about like moving through the cracks and it's about like kind of, um, I don't even know the word in English for that because we, in French, we say faux filet. And it's like almost like threading yourself out of something, you know, very sneakily at night. Um, so there's something between desires and what is socially ac acceptable and what you can kind of like sneak your way in and out of. Um, and yeah, because I'm looking, when I think about this new moon in particular, it's really hard to just consider the actual like placement, which is cat. Um, Mars is actually conjunct this new moon so there's like a whole kind of other layer added that I know we don't usually interpret like from the tropical perspective in the aspect so much but this new moon is conjunct Mars like exactly and it's opposing Chiron there's like something about compromising versus being selfish you know and I'm kind of weaving that into like the cat mentioned significations oh definitely and i mean cats are really selfish you know i mean i guess that's part of like the nature of them like eating you you know well it's just also like they're uh, not because they're selfish but they have just like a different program with like consideration they're, they don't they just do what they want you know um and yeah i mean mars being there is, is makes a huge difference with with you know because it's there's also this month that um a Mercury Kazemi and a Mars Kazemi. Um, and this kind of lunation is early, so it's it's a while before those, but it's a pile up around the sun, you know, and um and that's just gonna be um adding adding extra discomfort because it's the sun's uh fall and it's Mars's detriment, and you know, it's like the sun is trying to do its thing, and Mars like this the sun is trying to be itself, Mars is trying to do its thing, but it's hard um in Libra, which which is especially like um, can't help but think about how that affects everyone else. But it also is like, um, you know, getting to that's more like 15 degrees Libra, but getting to the via combusta and then all of these stories of kind of like uh, the constellation Corvus and, and crows and, um, and, and this part of the sky that seeds kind of a seeds kind of like gossip and, and social unrest and disrupt that that catalyzes like larger dramatic stories you know like things start with just kind of people uh whispering to each other and then talking shit to each other and then people's actions change and then um suddenly you have like a a war on your hands that snowballs out of these kind of you know you see that in like uh, othello or you see that i always reference with libra this part of libra like um the irish epic the toynbo colange and like the morgan um but you see that aspect of of like where so, where culture and society kind of have sinews that that come into each other, and you know when we're talking about the cat crossing thresholds, uh, 
and and it being a Saturnine animal and Saturn creates these boundaries and the, and the structure and shape of the boundaries. And there's always going to be places for the cat to sneak through. And, you know, um, they say that like humans might've never put together civil, never would have become civilized or, or be, been able to put together civilization if it weren't for cats as cats were the ones who were catching the rodents, you know, like they couldn't have, um, for instance, created uh, grain storehouses like agriculture wouldn't have worked because it would have just as soon as you start trying to store grain you're overrun with rodents but then the cats are eating the rodents but then they're also living in your house and they're getting cozy with you and they're sitting on your lap but they're going and killing all the stuff that uh, would otherwise just overrun your town and make it not possible you know like spread pestilence so they're keeping this kind of like this this society pestilence uh socialization and then they're sneaking in and out of your dwelling and through walls and they're doing whatever they want. And their motivation is just to eat these rats and be warm and get pet by you and sit on your lap. But then they, they create this scenario where we're, um, we're more like a larger story of culture and civilization can, can take place. So I think that also kind of plays into this new moon and that like, like trouble will be stirred up, but it is sort of the, um, the genesis of like of the next story. Cause we also know that everything is going to like Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury are all going to turn direct this month too. So you get that shape of just like, uh Oh, we're all going to get in trouble personally with everybody else. And we're going to have to like slink around the corner and hide at times because like people are talking about us and we're in deep shit, you know, but also it's like, this is what creates the next big story or something. Yeah, there's something about desire, obviously, because Venus rules uh, Libra, you know, and so there's there's something about desire and where desire is leading you. And if you look at the mansion where Venus is located, it's currently in the mouse mansion, which, right. uh, which yeah. is between 21 Scorpio and four Sagittarius. So at the time of the new moon, Venus will be in mouse while the new moon takes place in cat. And so it's like, yeah okay you're you know desi desire like the cat is chasing the mouse literally um but it's almost like also chasing desire and where's desire chasing you or what sort of liminal space you find yourself in uh by chasing sort of like your instinctual desire because mars conjunct the new moon is also about you know instinct but i think the opposition from chiron speaks Chiron in Aries speaks of the instinct and the instinct that is socially acceptable versus what your instinct or intuition tells you that is not socially acceptable because there's like a strong Aries is about individualism and Chiron is an Aries and so the fact that it opposes this new moon speaks of just like um having to wrestle or having to sit between what is socially acceptable and versus what your intuition and desires are telling you which is like part of the human condition but it just it's very very polarizing to be like in that space I and I think if we look at cat cat is very agile and is able to sit in the liminal space actually thrives in the liminal space so we're speaking of a new cycle that begins and sitting comfortable with being in the liminal space, a cat sliding off a roof and falling on its legs. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's interesting what you're saying because, um, you know, cat in this list probably refers at least in part to the Egyptian goddess Bastet, um, that, you know, which later is like cat headed human woman, but uh, in earlier um iconography is probably just like a statue of a cat you know it's just seen as like a house cat um <clears throat> but she her celebrations were um often considered bacchic and bacchic rites and and um herodotus even says that it was the bacchic rites of Basta um every year that were the heaviest drinking of all of the all of that cycle <laughs> um and and so this kind of um what you're, you know, all these bucket rights relating to uh, what is what is a civilized way to be and what is like a an animalistic way to be, you know, and that split and this whole, you know, a lot of this end of the list is is like after following the goats, um, you know, which are probably like satyrs and such, 
And then after that, we get baboon, which we're always seen as kind of like, because they're primates, as like half man, half animal. And then we get um, cat after, and cats like live with people. Cats like, you know, the owners of cats in, in Egypt would, would be mummified with them. You know, they'd have the cats mummified and put in their tomb with them. They would let them eat off their own plate. Um, there's uh, stuff to suggest that the Egyptians saw cats as the Indians saw cows and um, were just very revered and humans would share their life with them. And I think that's partly the logic, but behind like cat following baboon, like as baboon is kind of like a man animal and he goat is like, uh, as a satyr is like a man animal. And then cat is like an animal, but it lives with people. Um, <clears throat> and, and it relates to these kind of like Bacchic rights where you do, where you are like kind of like telling your boss to fuck off and, and like maybe having sex with like your neighbor's like spouse and doing all these things and like, you know, drinking too much and being, uh, being wild, you know, um, not, not in the norms of, of conduct. Um, and it's interesting that like, um, Uh, well, I have more points, but <laughs> I'll make them after. I want to loop back around to them, <laughs> unless. Uh... Um, yeah, no, there's, well, there's something about morality, I think, in Libra in general. Um, and then because we're thinking about threshold crossing, especially like all the drawings that I did with Kat, there was always like this sort of, um, and the, the visualization or vision that I got was always like this kind of in-between place and being comfortable with the in-between place. But it's almost like with this particular lunation, it's like, what are we being forced to move through under the guise of morality? And how is that tempering our own kind of instinctual nature? Just looking at Mars in Libra, which is really highly uncomfortable, or Mars, basically Mars and Cat, um opposing Chiron there's like there's a lot of tension between like personal desire versus like what is the right thing to do but it's not about making a decision it's about like sitting there because that's like that's why cats hang out by the door you know they, they yeah. just like it's not so much about crossing the door and going on the other side or whatever it's about like being on that threshold being on that door and realizing that there's like two sides you know yeah because they're so in the moment like you open the door for the cat and they just look at you and then look at the open door even though they've been sitting there waiting for the door to open and they don't just like go right through the door they're kind of just like recalibrate and uh <laughs> and kind they just of just want like, the door open like yeah they, they just want, want the door, door open yeah and, which is and oh, we go ahead yeah, there's something about boundaries and crossing boundaries, which is literally happening like on a mundane level. Culturally, we're looking at like crossing border and traveling and totally. what are we allowed to do? Like, that's all I'm thinking about when I'm seeing this lunation. Obviously, there's a whole personal component to this. But, you know, if you think socially what is happening, it's like we're being sort of hushered through a threshold under the guise of morality and against our own sort of instinctual instincts nature. yeah against it's against our instincts it's like everything going on right now is like not animals and i think that's going to be that's going to come around and smack us all really hard when the north node goes into uranus and it's i mean it goes into a uh, taurus and <laughs> and is with uranus and it's like in an earth sign and in a corporeal sign and then it's just like then we'll be like oh yeah, what does our animal body think of what's going on this uh, year and a half? Um, but yeah, there's, and it's that like civility breaks down um, as you kind of become more of an animal and you can kind of see that, like I was saying with the Bacchic rites, but then you can kind of see with the, in the Picatrix and the, the Grimorium Verum, they're both very destructive. What they say happens in this place. Like uh, the Grimorium Verum spirit um, rules over earthquakes to structures and to towns. And um, and the Picatrix talks about, you know, like how it tends to do like destroying, um, destroying things and, but also liberating captives, like destroying structures and liberating captives. And so if an earthquake was to come to a town and all the walls were to crack, then the captives would be able to escape because the Saturnine walls would be opening up and then there would be ingress and egress 
out of these structures that would have been previously sealed, you know? Um, and that, that like, that's like the kind of the Bacchic um, experience of, of the, you know, the town going wild, like where the right takes place, like everything's turned upside down and it's just like an uproar um, might even be like a reflection of, of what later is just being talked about as like an earthquake to a town, you know, is like this, this wild celebration. Yeah. Um, but like the, uh, but then that ingress, like in and out of stuff, you know, like, is it like, like, cause the access here is the popping sound. Is it the popping sound as like the walls crack open? Like, is it like, um, and then the ingress in and out of the body as we know, we talked about in the beginning, like the vulture, sticks its beak into you after you're dead and like pulls your entrails out. And there's something about this end of the spectrum with cat from baboon onward, like after autumn equinox for the, the feline shapes that seems to have to do with like embalming and in that like going into the dark part of the body, like the sun hits your skin and you seem to be a human, but on the inside you have all of this grotesque, almost chthonic serpentine type uh, like innards you know and like both the cat and the vulture seem to um like pierce through that those boundaries and even the the goddess best that was um thought to be she of the ointment jar you know it's like um the baboon is sometimes thought to be like uh happy like the the guard of the canopic jars of embalming and then from then on you have all these unguents related to like preparing um the dead to go on their their journey you know like um and so like the Basset being kind of like a goddess of the protective ointments um and also being a goddess of both sun and moon um she wasn't like more lunar or more solar so she does fit in that libra kind of like like just past equinox nature because she's like kind of sun and moon but leaning into like the death period and into this like breakdown of civility and and just funny how like the cat was even mummified and brought in the tomb with with humans who could afford it you know um yeah i think there's something about civility and protocols but unfortunately because it's like the opposition of Charon and mars conjunct the moon we see that it's like a forced civility it's yeah not, totally uh it's not voluntary you know it's well because we like this whole like like the Bacchic rites and and the mystery traditions and everything were sort of like the they were the intermediary between culture and society like you'd um you'd be uh you could sort of deal with society because it, it included these um like kind of cathartic experiences like steeped in meaning and and like reconnected you with nature and it kind of reset the formalities of of life and and civil living but as we lack that completely, right, like um, in the modern era, but especially now, um, it's just like, it's just going to crack. Like, like, like we're in a world of insane anti-nature protocols and, and we're headed, we're headed for like a, a, a rupture. And I think like you're, you know, you're pointing out with like Chiron and Mars's involvement um, this month, we might see <laughs> some, some of that uh, popping off, you know? Yeah, or I guess there's just like this kind of new awareness emerging anyway, if we look at like the moon being dark at this point in Cat Mansion, we, there's this like right. awareness emerging of like not being on this side of the door, but not being on the other side, just being in between and really just finding your space within that like liminality and even though liminality, we speak liminality like, oh, it's a season. And then like two months from now, liminality won't matter. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, this particular moment in time is almost like um, the awareness that there's no going back to normal. <laughs> and we absolutely don't know what like things look like. And it's really this kind of balancing act, like walking like um uh funambule what is it in english like the people who walk on a tight rope you know yeah i was thinking while you were saying that like you know as you know when we're talking about these themes of these these very old um these very old kind of expressions of of culture and society and um going back to normal and this idea of going back to normal you know in that there what was happening uh before 
the pandemic wasn't exactly normal. I mean, it was normal for us because it was the generation we lived our lives in, but um, society was fucked. You know, everything was was distorted already, <laughs> you know, and we can't. But things Libra is like, let's pretend everything is normal. Let's keep, no, up the, let's keep up the appearance. And now we have a beautiful kind of new moon here, conjunct highly individualist planet Mars and opposing Charon, just like pretending that everything is good and keeping up the appearance is like straining, you know, and you yeah. can see that it's like, it's, it's very stra strenuous exercise. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. But I was just going to say that, like, it's like, as things, as we can see in this lunation and in, um, just clearly before our eyes, like as things break down and as civility breaks down, um, instead of going back to normal, we, we should just think about like going back to natural, <laughs> you know, uh, like what, like, cause that's what is natural for us and, and for our bodies is not, um, what society suggests, you know? And since, yeah, and since uh, Venus rules this lunation from Mao's mansion, um, there's something also about, um, like, yes, we can think Venus is in Scorpio, but from a lunar zodiac perspective, it's in Mao's mansion, which is like very much like pest, you know? It's like, yeah. it's the pest, it's the mass, it's the mo, it's like, yeah, it's like this kind of instinctual motion with the group mentality, totally like this herd mentality. There's just something moving us together. Yeah, and it's yeah, beyond the desire of one individual. Totally. Yeah, because mouse literally is like the the pestilence of the masses. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I have a little excerpt uh, from automatic writing from July 2020 from this, uh, this place, Kat. Um, I don't know unless you have other words to say about this new moon. The only other thing I was thinking about, which we kind of breezed through, is that um, are the Kazemis also happening in Kat Mansion? I think um, they are. I think they are. Let me see. The Kazemi is happening. I think it's happening on the, sorry, on the ninth at 16. Yeah. Yeah. So both the Mars and the, the um, Mercury retrograde inferior conjunction and the Mars Kazemi are both happening in Cap Mansion. So it's not just a new moon. It's like a Cap Mansion is being like super amplified for like within this, this cycle. But Cat Mansion is literally like the threshold. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, so this is some uh, the excerpt from uh, some channeled writing, basically from last summer. Prison, prison mind door opens on a cage, a key, an escape hatch, a screen. I am the eater of bad dreams. Choose your allegiance. It will always be a bad choice. It will always be a good choice. Pigeons gather around the profane, the smell of urine rising from the streets, the vulgar is celebrated as the new sacred. What you see, what is visible is worship. I hide in plain sight. You cannot guess the extent of my influence while the masses are hypnotized by titles and numbers. My influence is great and nameless. I see without telling and I exhort the brave. Distraction serves as a tactic. Beauty is an erratic looking empty-eyed onto my territory. Uh, that really sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all the like the kind of Bostet, Bacchic stuff too, like urine in the streets and like, um, <laughs> you know, be, the masses are hypnotized and, um, but then also just like now too, the masses are hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was from uh, July 26, 2020. It was from last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, so something about like, um, something about civility, um, kind of breaking down. And as that breaks down, there being a kind of um, break into a crossing into new territory of a new story, like that um, is maybe more obscure, but more natural. Um, and kind of and cats can be like super like if you look at if you think civility like cats can be on the porch looking pretty next to the flowers or cats can be like in the back street like fighting in the night you know <laughs> yeah totally no totally 
yeah they're of dual it's of dual nature um yeah like what you said about the kind of nine lives kind of thing too my dogs are fighting right now hold on one second. hey cut it out <laughs> okay um so the next uh thing we're going to talk about is the full moon that happens on the 20th of october and takes place in um the bull mansion which is the third mansion and it falls between 25 degrees of aries and eight degrees of taurus but the full moon is actually at 27 aries um so that's bull mansion and uh what's your thoughts it's interesting um the i'm just thinking about it now when we talk about <clears throat> the new moon and then the full moon because you know they're two weeks apart um the sun is moved over you know however many degrees but it's still like in the tropical zodiac they'll usually be in a pair of the same two signs you know um and like we'll get you know throughout the year we'll get a like whatever it is like a leo full moon and aquarius new moon or whatever you know um but when you look at it from a lunar zodiacal perspective and you're looking at the various axes um you're kind of like now we're shift over just one axis now we're like in the like the second axis of um of cat and vulture and the popping sound um was where the new moon occurs but then the full moon occurs on the third axis of bull and lion and the um the groaning sound and so now we're still with the feline shapes you know because it goes cat lion leopard um and so we're like the themes are just like moved over even though we're talking mostly about bull it's like the the thematic the cyclical parallel mirroring of the year and the thematic cycles are just um advanced just a little bit further yeah because the sun will be in lion mansion which which comes uh will the sun be in lion mansion yeah yeah exactly and lion actually comes as a sort of threshold but more a threshold to the cosmos for me <laughs> it's less like it's it's always like this mouth open onto like the cosmos and galaxies and stuff but um but the actual yeah. moon uh will be in bull which is like the emergence of life you know um now we're talking about the full moon so it's a culmination it's a place of illumination and now we're eliminate, eliminating this personal creative emergence that's arising within you from a very very personal level you know yeah yeah totally it's a um emergence and and um arising but also uh <clears throat> renewal and um and it's yeah it's, it's i was just thinking like what you're saying is perfect that you see the cosmos through the doorway here whereas like with cat it's sort of like in like we saw in the picatrix and the grimorium verum it's like towns and villa and houses and and that like terrestrial in society in and out of society feral like feral and not feral uh, both like living in houses sleeping on laps but then going through walls and being in the animal world in the human world but then with lion um i'm just gonna like kind of just spill all of my ideas because they kind of go in a tangent like uh <laughs> the, the, they're both both these animals are like in antiquity bulls and lions were considered Venusian, which is interesting, as like both vultures and cats were considered a Saturnian. Um, and, you know, it's like Libra's Saturn's exaltation, but um, Venus's rulership. And both animals, the bull and the lion, um, relate to Mithraism, like the bull and the Tarachtony is sacrificed. And the um, the the demiurge in, in um, in Mithraism is often depicted, you know, it's kind of like Faunus with with a lion head. Um, and so you get like a bunch of strange things. Oh my God, hold on. Hey, 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 hey. Here. Oh my God, <laughs> hold on. You get an interesting set of things here. Uh, in Egypt, you get the apis bull, which is considered. Hey. 
Consider the son of Hathor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> hey, calm down. Calm down. There's like some that's cats. A good, and... That's a good expression of Bowman Shim. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, no, it, it is because I'll come to it, but uh, like Bull mentioned is like, so we get the Apis Bull, who is the son of Hathor and Hathor, you know, so it's like thought to be related to the king and the, kin, the king being of strong heart. Um, and so that's like that the kingship and, and the heart related, you know, we think of lion always when we think of that, but the Egyptians would also think of bulls when they thought of that, like the heart of the king. Um, and it was sacrificed every year and reborn to symbolize like the renewal of kingship and the renewal of the land and the renewal of the dynasty and all of this. Um, but then you see that going through like the syncretic period and all these um, different shapes and being carried down through history as uh, Dionysus was thought to be bullhorned. You see that in coins a lot, like uh, like bullhorned uh, Dionysus. Um, even in the Grimorium Verum, you see the deputy Agliarept has these horns. Is is like one of the few um, or only horned. It's like a horned man um, in a circle. So it almost looks like one of these coins of Dionysus. Um, but then Dionysus was also dismembered and then reborn and renewed. So when um, Semele was sacrificed um, as a bull to Zeus, she, it initiated their affair and her impregnation. So you get that like female reproductive system and, and renewal. Um, and she was tricked by Hera, who, who was incinerated when she was uh, demanded to see her lover in his true form, like Semele is like, um, Zeus would come in darkness and then she'd be like, I want to see you. And then she saw his full power and was just like turned to dust. And then after this, like, um, this is when Zeus saves, uh, Dionysus, um, and sews him into the, into Zeus's thigh and he becomes twice born. He becomes renewed again. Um, the Orphic hymn calls Dionysus bull-faced and then Euripides also calls, uh, him bull-horned. And then, um, like he, and as that form, he has the name Bromios, which means roaring, um, which, which is what I was saying with the dog, thing, but like um, roaring, like the roaring of the winds and, um, and related to, to Zeus as the roar of thunder, you know, um, and the thunderer. And so like the, the, um, the dramas and choreographies of, of, um, of the processions of, of Dionysus would be these, uproar, everyone would be making noise and it'd be these uproarious affairs um, where they would bring all these bulls into the theater and sacrifice them. Um, and so it was like, it kind of points to the time of year uh, of, of Bacchanal ritual cycle, like in the spring and in the fall. Um, but there's this like connection um, with like, kind of, it's like, cat um in that you're saying like it's related it's libra so it's also related to desire and like the crossing of boundaries but as we see this like major theme of of like dismemberment and um the sacrifice of the bull and in the tarochtony you see mithras like um you know sacrificing the bull and the bull is, falls and and that's kind of pointing to like procession also but um, one thing falls and another rises and everything is continually renewed, you know, um, and the, the king, the king comes back to the throne and, and the anxiety of everyone um, underneath the monarch or whatever is, is assuaged because the land will be renewed because the king has been renewed and, and, and all of these um, cycles going on. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, that's like a bigger cosmic cycle. Like, so what you're saying, like here we see through the doorway, but we see instead the stars. And this is like, uh, the Picatrix calls this like the many little ones and um, which refers to the Pleiades. And then even the, also- I the, think of the Pleiades always as being in Falcon mentioned personally, just because that's the way it works out now. Um, but uh, yeah, it does refer to the many little ones traditionally. Yeah, the third, um, the third mention in the Nakshatras also refers to uh, to the Pleiades. Yeah. But, but it's um, like a larger cosmic, like it's a big dramatic cosmic uh, cycle rather than just like the 
just like the cat just starting to go through the threshold. Now it's this big crossing in this like um, into the like kind of the renewal cycles. The Pietrix also speaks of this place uh, for electional to firmly incarcerate captives. Um, Bo mentioned or yeah, Luna mentioned number three, um, which makes me think of the whole narrative right now and this like like the place of individuality and stuff. So if we think of this lunation being saturating the sky, the moon is highlighting this place and we're speaking of like a place to firmly incarcerate captive. Um, there's something about like wherever like things are feeling stuck or cap literally captive that it gets like completely lit up. Like it just, it, because we're talking about a full moon in Aries while Mars squares Pluto, like this Mars rule ruling this full moon is squaring Pluto, power on power on power. And, you know, the moon in Aries, yes, from a tropical perspective is like individuality, blah, blah, blah. But if we go into the more layered nuance of the lunar zodiac, we're, we're seeing a place of potency, but potentially potency where you have power over others, you know? Um, something about like, uh, like chaining. Uh, a lot of the bull drawings that came through for me, the bull was in chain, like literally. Um, and it's not because I read this in the Picatrix, that's what came through, that's what like, in, in the automatic session, that's what came through. The bull was in chain a little bit like the devil in the tarot card where he's standing on a like altar or whatever and he's chained. So it's like, it's like desires, but desires sort of chain or, you know, this awareness of where there's like so much self-control or something. Um, and what I was thinking is, almost like this full moon shines a light on where we have binded or overcommitted ourselves, basically, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And like the, um, you know, like if the lion on the other end is like uh, Sekhmet, like weighing the heart uh, against a feather in the underworld and being like, were you a good human? And you're like, is your heart as light as a feather? Like going into death, like meaning like, do you have a clean conscience? And um, and then, you know, because like, like in Mithraism, if we're saying like the lion and the, the bull, like the, like Mithra means like, uh, like friend, but in the sense of like someone you'd uh, make an oath with. And we know it's like an, it, it was taken up by the, the Roman, uh, like military, you know, so it's like oath making and, and making bonds, like bonding and like, you know, so it's that chaining to like, uh, to something to saying like, I will bond to this. And on one end you have like judgment, on the other end you have oath. Um, and also it's like, if this is the, the third shape, it's like ox, vulture. And then at this point in the cycle, cause the, the first five say like ox, uh, vulture, bull, um, beetle, uh, falcon are you you can see those in the iconography of like very very ancient human cultures like in neolithic like anatolia that like in that order so it's about the kind of like um becoming into of the world and becoming into the world and being renewed over and over so it's sort of like in this uh, reproductive cycle this is the point in with in which you become embodied um, and you start like, so there's, there's feelings of grounding here, but also feelings of possessiveness as you start yeah, so to really be like being bounded to your flesh. <laughs> yeah. This is where yeah. you start to possess a body. Like, I think you wrote yeah. something recently, like, um, in, in, uh, a post in a forecast, um, that your body is the only thing you'll ever truly own. Um, and so it's like, you, you're, you're possessed. So like your body is possessed with your spirit as you come into your body. And you, the only thing you actually possess is your body. And then, um, as your, you know, your feet are on the ground and you're starting to make motion and, and you're starting to have this kind of like, uh, terrestrial corporeal experience, like you're kind of, um, driven by desire and you, you're entering that very like tactile, uh, like com compelled by, uh, whatever you're driven to, to yearn for you know yeah it's an interesting full moon um just because there's so much effort to 
there's like there's such a like Aries and Libra is always polarized but the fact that Mars is actually in the opposite sign you know it's almost like there's all these double meaning you know like the efforts towards liberation um or like the efforts tr trying to like cross over to this threshold could be met with a lot of resistance you know because there's this binding or this commitment and these agreements and these contracts and these protocols but and there's like this over commitment with all of the planets in Libra and Mars and Libra, there's this overcommitment, but then the sudden awareness of this overcommitment, you know, and this desire for like more simplified sort of embodiment and yeah. 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 It makes me think too of like the kind of, um, you know, being the, like there's the commitment part and then the embodiment part, but then the renewal part, you know, like when people renew their vows or renew their oaths, you know, like that um, they make them new again and they sort of become new within that. Like there's something of sort of like um, when, you know, the king dot, like, cause this is like, it's square to Pluto, there's that square with Pluto. And so there's power moves on the chessboard, on the geopolitical chessboard or something. But then on a personal level, and a subconscious level, there's like this um, moving the power from one king to a renewed new king. And there's sort of that thing where it's like the king is dead. And then a moment later, as they crown the new king, they're like, long live the king. You know, but like, I don't I personally do not think it's coming from a natural, organic way, simply because Mars is in a very uncomfortable place in in Libra opposing this lunation. So there's this awareness of liberation or this awareness of this like full embodied experience, but there's this overcommitment or something. There's like these contracts. And I don't think it's like, I personally don't think it's like a necessarily amazing uh, oh no, I, I don't. I don't for like, oh, like um, there's this renewal available. I think it's it's more so like this awareness that like, this is what I want, but I'm like completely locked in. Well, I know? think the renew the renewal comes like almost from if you look at the Chiroctony, it's very violent. There's like blood flowing, like the bull is like throat being. But I don't cut. think Mars and Libra is really violent. That's the thing. It's like. It's more like these bargain deals being done in the cat alley, you know? Well, yeah, but it's it's like that until it's so cornered that it has to just kind of make a choice and lash out like in a destructive way well, beyond you... those boundaries of, of like civility, you know? Like I was just thinking with the Taroctony image, it's almost like um, I like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's like, all right, motherfuckers, bring down the cosmos. I'm slitting the throat. I'm birthing out of nothing. Um, it is that kind of like Libra breach. Like if, if Mars is like the, the extension out and the severer and the breacher through, it's like Mars is not very wieldy in Libra, but then when it has to act, it like, kind of fucks everything up you know and then then the uh, the, the skies fall and um but the the new the the full moon is in is in um aries so i mean you'll, you'll get the mars rulership but you're gonna you'll get a bunch of Ariesness too you know you're, yeah but the mars rulership is in libra it's gonna be like yeah i know i know it's frustrating but you just gotta be patient no but then when that mars is is totally cornered and left no options it's that's like because it's like it's not good it's like mars isn't good at being mars so it's kind of like no that's fine step all over me that's cool until it's too much and then that mars goes psycho because like it would have been mars and cancer does that but mars and Libra, i'm not sure well we'll see how the month we'll see how the, we'll see how the month goes for everybody <laughs> well yeah so so basically at this time also the other thing is we're talking about emergence and you know the emergence and embodiment of like embodying a physical body and it's the awareness of that but because it's a full moon it's almost like okay shine a spotlight on that but that's not actually what you have right now yeah i mean you know? i think I think it's like a lot of people will not go through 
with whatever is on their plate and then some people will and it'll be like really tumultuous because of that Mars and Libra but it's the thing that people will feel or like or the thing that'll be like flowing through their subconscious and in their dreams is that like time to enact the Tarakteni uh like time to re recrown the king and they're like man I am not up for that right now and then the, some people will probably rally and other people won't <laughs> but the, what's going to happen in their dreams and in their uh kind of like em emotional imaginal body will be the awareness of 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 that and the discomfort around it it'll be pretty neurotic i think yeah i mean mars square pluto in itself ruling this full moon is you know it's very yeah it's very i don't know if it's neurotic so much as like visceral <laughs> yeah visceral but i mean like dreams you know where you're just like i had this dream where i cut my own dad's head off and like and then like i like blah blah, blah. it's like and then i was up all night like thinking and i have this disturbing reoccurring dream you know like um just like it's not going to be easy imagery <laughs> yeah know? and so because the sun is in a uh, lion which i see as another like sort of cosmic gate that sounds very new age but um what my conclusion about this full moon is that the efforts towards liberation could be met with a lot of resistance and yeah that's, totally i feel like that's kind of that it's just like yes saturn is square pluto and that's it it's a tight corner like it's like yeah yeah i i see the threshold i want to walk through it this is my liberation dream field landscape and i'm in a tight corner with chains on my ankles and i you know that's kind of the situation it's kind of like yeah being in english was the expression between the rock and the hard place you know yeah yeah exactly. um, that's what square the nature of squares in astrology are so when we look at you know mars square pluto we're talking about power but in power dynamics and it's not yeah it's very tangly yeah totally yeah i just released my regular forecast today and i my title for it was uh symbiotic tension you know rather than like you're like oh symbiosis you know like it's this word we evoke when we were describing something that's like uh you um we're like two are contributing and it's there's collaboration but like if symbiosis was like a tension state you know like um yeah, and yeah I think, that's a good yeah that's a good one i think it'll be you know as we're gonna get the north node in in taurus later and we're we're going more into this mode of of embodiment like it or not over the next year and a half like we're just um and kind of having to deal with like what nature says and what nature wants to do and what desire says and what desire wants to do. I think this lunation and, and this month in general is kind of um, the wake we're up really, call. Yeah, yeah, it's like the wake up call of like how deep shit we're actually in, you know? It's yeah, like, we uh, have like four planets turning direct and then we have these two, the new moon and the full moon, like very highly sort of threshold places, so. Yeah, they're turning direct, but they'll that means they're also like not moving for a minute. I pulled so um like, I pulled some more automatic writing from last year in here for the full moon. Okay. <laughs> it's like a totally of the nature of these configurations that we're both sort of like agreeing and disagreeing simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> we're like kind of like we're kind of like being like yeah totally but we're like arguing at the same time you know <laughs> so let's just like let it be a uh let it be its own metaphor <clears throat> okay so this is i'm gonna read this <clears throat> i sleep for eternity and in longing seek the pure through the impure in the violet lives of the white and shining skin the vessel and shell and the sun the bliss we forget is real the long muddy path into the barn of initiation. No day divides as much as mine. I am beauty incarnate in my male form, smoldering titan red and slick physique, no elasticity, solid and serious. In divided retainers, we take our blue wood grain drinks to heart and to task and descend through the worlds in tropical form. Our bodies resetting the perma twilight fallen from grace again. Descend and cold caress the earth for momentary starry delight, 
as delicate as death, but as sultry as snow warmed by bodily embrace. Yeah, again, that, that's kind of the vibe. It's like, <laughs> I can't help but see the like kind of Mithraic, uh, it's like a Mithraic poem. <clears throat> Even though yeah. like, I'm kind of like, Mithraism is kind of fucked. It's like, it's the military version of, of the mysteries, but it's still, has its poetry, you know, especially if you like uh, hard bodies and, and like male pheromones, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have nothing to add. <laughs> I mean, people do, so. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say for this episode. Is that the end? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, everyone have a good time out there. Oh no, we usually like to just sum up the, uh, like what's the advice, like almost magically, like for the new moon, um, you know, make- stand, like a, a stand at the threshold, <laughs> like literally. And like, everybody's gonna be saying that because it's literally the threshold season until Halloween time. Or yeah. Uh, but like this particular new moon is really like, what's you know it's like the cat that's like wanting the door close and open at the same time so and like the, if you if you if there's no door open maybe you know get in your picatrix use some of these um malefic <laughs> aspects to like just to, to conjure an earthquake and destroy every town in your village so that you have a a, a way to get out and then and then once once that's accomplished just stand at the the border like a cat and and just observe everything you know and then when somebody says do you want to pass you're like oh no no not right now you're you just don't answer you just stare like it's like uh yeah Ten. um it's like okay. do you want this actually no i think i want the opposite yeah or i want nothing and everything and both all at once okay yeah so uh but yeah like you know create create openings and then stand and, and reset and be observant and reacclimate like in an animal way, like connect your, your human um, body to your feral body, to your animal instincts. And once, the, once you've opened up or identified the cracks and the um, kind of reset right then, you know? Well, I think these two lunation works perfectly in tandem because the first lunation is really just sort of, yeah, okay, where is it that I'm trying to cross? And then the full moon highlights, where is it that I'm binded? What is it that I'm wanting to embody? So there's, they, they kind of work in tandem in a way that like at the end of the month, you'll be equipped with like a better understanding of uh, the contracts that bind you and where like, where is it perhaps that you're not advancing because you're just like binding yourself to not making decisions? Yeah, yeah. And like how we were saying, kind of like new moon, you know, open the cracks in the kind of like bird's eye view terrestrial, like uh, civilized kind of scape. And then, then once that's open and you're contemplating them, you can kind of contemplate them on like um, a larger, more cosmic scale. And like almost like you know, like what your daemon would say rather than what like your brain would say, and be like, all right, where is the transfer of power here? What dies and what gets renewed? Even if it, like, um, especially you, Elodie, was saying, it's like it might not be possible in this uh, lunation cycle. You might be like, yep, that's it. That's the that's the new crowned king, but can't happen right now. Um, you at least get a vision of it and see what the what the next transfer of power lands upon like in your your personal trajectory nice one and then you know next month is uh fucking eclipses so shit's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> until next time all right ciao <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Liminal Light. You can find me at adavisceral.com, A-T-A-V-I-S-C-E-R-A-L.com, where I post forecasts and articles and offer astrological and divinatory services. For more discussions on the moon, go to lunarzodiac.com and sign up for our mailing list to find out about lectures, workshops, dreaming groups, events, appearances, publications, and whatever else. Now that the show is back on track, there's a bunch more guests lined up to discuss what is going on in the sublunar realm. We'll see you there.